Alright, so welcome to Seishura. It is finally the new year, and uh, Scott refuses you, to take his coat off. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I could just, I, I'm just, I'm just playing around. I'm just like, like I'm, I'm comfy. Uh, yeah, I'm actually no, no, no. Really I, I, right I, I know you, man. If you're, if you're comfortable, I, I feel you, cool. You do you. So I, I feel like I'm one of the cool kids. My little, like, yeah. biker jacket. Yeah, except you don't have your Slipknot shirt, so you're oh. just not cool anymore. I'm sorry. It, I want to find that because I've been listening to their their self titled debut, <laughs> and I'm like, I really, I used to have. I remember I was in sixth or seventh grade. And the only one they had left was like a double XL. It was Yo, way. Yeah. I, it was way I remember too... you seeing that. Like I remember seeing that on you when I was like in. I think I was either a sophomore or a junior. Yeah. And I'm like, who is that douchebag? Yeah. No. No. I, that 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 is the logical, the logical comment. To yeah. Me. No. Yeah. I, I just I wanted a Slipknot. It was right when All Hope Is Gone had come out. Yeah. And uh, wait, I, I thought I was the shit. Wait, for those who don't know, me and Scott actually we were uh, we went to high school together. Yeah, we, we were apart, but. Yeah. So, yeah. He, he didn't. He wasn't just like walking through my school. Like, who's that kid? I. I mean, well, technically, you were know. walking through the school. Uh, I was gonna say, like, you know, I. I could just be walking through nowadays. So, <laughs> you know, just I'm. A, I'm a creepy guy. Yeah, I'm. Def- um, I'm definitely still in middle school. <laughs> it was high school. High was, school. Whatever. Was, I don't know. Yeah. I had it for a while. I think I had it in you, middle school. You and did I still have that for a while. Um, I, Slipknot was one of those early, you know, formative bands that I, I latched onto, and then suddenly one day I was like, "Wow, this isn't cool anymore." Yeah, and that was it. I uh, and now now it's full circle. <laughs> yeah, I well, but yeah, but but like you actually have like an enjoyment, like like it's not like a blind fanaticism. No, I I anymore, really so. I really love Slipknot. Yeah, yeah, and, like and it's it, it's legit, like it's it, it's actually real for like the first time ever. So. Yeah, there's there's a number <laughs> of kids like band merch was huge in high school, and oh and yeah, it was always. Yeah. It was always hit or miss whether or not they were, you know, because I remember when Data Remember got popular, everyone had a Data Remember t-shirt. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I remember I, I wore the fuck out of my uh, Master of Puppets t-shirt. Yeah. Like, same thing with my, uh, you remember that old Tool t-shirt I had? Yeah. I remember yeah, that. That thing, I, I don't even know where that is. I want to frame it because it's, it's like, it just it's has so classic. many holes. In, yeah. It's a like, classic. It belongs on my wall. But we're sort of, that's, we're getting off track. Um, I thought first thing we could do today before our sort of main event. Uh, would be because you you I, I texted Scott about some stuff I bought the other day and you're like we should talk about that yeah and uh, I am more than happy to do that because you know I like to blather so um <laughs> and I like to just talk about myself and just That's all all my great stuff there you go um, <laughs> I love so, hearing about your great no stuff. so um New Year's I think it was New Year's Day uh me and my family were up in Portsmouth and we just went to the Bull Moose there and nice. uh, Scott didn't want anything. You know, because he's an egg. So, but I, oh, actually, before I forget, though, I'm gonna do this right in the middle of yeah, recording. because here you go. Thank you very Merry, much. Merry Christmas. Ooh, so. this looks wicked cool. Yeah, uh, this is uh, John Zorn's. I think it's Magic uh, with a K. Uh, <laughs> re- it's a really, really interesting uh, set of pieces. And I think the last one is sort of a J with uh, it's like two bassoons. Yeah, yeah. Which thank I, you very much. Yeah, it's a really, really good album. So. And uh, the cover is really freaky, which I, I love. I like that I, a lot. I love the cover. But uh, Thanks, okay, man. yeah. Uh, so, sorry, the uh, the jewel case is just oh, that's like fine. destroyed at this point, aren't even we, though it's aren't, new. Aren't we all cracked on the outside? Yes. All right. So um, I actually just listened to this first one today. Uh, I bought it totally on a whim because uh, yeah. uh, 
Free Jazz Collective did this um, article on the pianist in this album, uh, Fuji Satoko. Okay. Because I think it's, I guess it's like 2018 was uh, her 60th birthday, which is a big deal in Japan, actually. And so um, she ended up doing, putting out an album every single month last year. And this was, yeah, I think this was like August, I want to say, but this is just, um, so it's Lottie Anchor on sax, uh, Satoko Fuji's uh, husband, Natsuki Tamura on trumpet, Satoko, obviously, on piano, and Iku Imari on electronics. Oh, that's who's cool. one of my favorite, uh, you know, improvisers right now. Um, and this is, it's, the whole project's called uh, Mahoben, and, like, the title's called uh, Live at Big Apple and Kobe. And it's just, it's just, imp- like, just completely improvised set. So it has, like, one 42-minute track and one seven-minute track. That's it. And it was really cool. It's a, The only thing is, like, as I was listening to it, I think it's... It's one of those things that requires a lot of deep listening. Like, you really got to sit down and listen to it. And I was sort of doing other things at the same time. So, I, you know, I'm just, I'm glad I took a shot at it because I I love blind purchases. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I can't wait to listen to this thing again. And the liner notes are really interesting. Just talking about, you know, her um, sort of how important she is to to the sort of overall improvisation scene even composers like she was listed like in some um blog is like like for like some poll as like the third best composer in the world and like zorn was like fifth wow yeah um you know so it was just really it it was like I, i always love knowing about like you know sort of expanding those horizons a little bit because like free improvisation like that whole scene of just european free jazz too is just like it feels it's like it's like impenetrable in a sense because yeah. they, they, like you'll discover one person and then you'll hear about 10 more yeah <laughs> it's just like it 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 go it, it, it metastasizes like cancer almost mm. but but like a good cancer i guess <laughs> it's it's very benign yeah <laughs> so um this is another one i just picked up the other day because i was it was cheap enough. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping people can't hear the dog, but if they do, that's, that's the a thing. Cute but, dog. um, yeah, uh, this is Anthony Braxton's Feralto. That's awesome. Yeah. This is, yeah. it's just, um, it's just like the title says, it's just yeah. solo saxophone yeah. improvisations. Um, and you know, if you actually, if you look on the track listing, they're all named after, like he, they're all dedicated to different people that, uh, are either friends with Anthony Braxton or influenced him highly. Um, you know, and so I was reading sort of That's a little really bit, cool. yeah, like behind the scenes of this thing. I was actually, I so I bought this book over um, last couple of weeks called uh, Audio Culture. It's a collection of uh, essays about music, and I'm not going to go into it because I I didn't think it was very good. But they had a couple of Anthony Braxton pieces on it that were really interesting. They had the liner notes from Change of the Century, okay, which was like made the entire book worth it, really. Um, so, you know, it was just interesting to sort of read that in the context of free improvisation because they they were talking about that, like he sort of, this was his way of sort of developing his own language in jazz. So I I just thought that was a really cool idea. And again, I think like the first one, it's, it's one of those things that it's, it's it's really, really dense. So you really have to just sort of sit down. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Zorn's classic guide to strategy because I mean, that's, I mean, Classic guy is obviously 
you know, uh, influenced by this heavily. But I think this is more um, almost down to earth. Yeah. In a way. So. Yeah, anyway. I, I, I have one Braxton. I forget what Braxton CD I have. But I always yeah. look for his stuff. Yeah, he's and, his uh, stuff is just like I I never know what to get. And like, so I, I just like, cause he's another person who's did discography just feels impenetrable to a certain yeah. extent that like, you don't really know exactly where to dive in. And yeah, he, he is quite an extensive. Yeah. Album, I mean, so he had, quite yeah. This, yeah. And really knowing more about him, it's really like, it's really obvious that Zorin takes a huge influence from him because I mean, Braxton was sort of that first like person who sort of, you know, tried uh, you know, to get rid of all the labels of like composer and improviser mm-hmm. because he was sort of both at the same time. You know, um, it was just sort of interesting to see how he sort of sat in this spot that was all his own. Yeah, I mean, he sort of he still does. I mean, he's like could be like ninety now, something like that. I think he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he he is. Yeah, he, he, he put out a solo album just last year. Um, how old is he? That that's pretty good for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's very, very prolific. Uh, I'm going to move on, though. Uh, Sunrise Languidity. Uh, I was so psyched to find this. I didn't think it would even be there. I just thought maybe, hey, check out some Sunrise. I was hoping um, Space is the Place would be there. Um, you, you have a... Uh, he's 73, which is a little uh, bit younger than I thought he would yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And I guess he's released uh, over 100 albums. Yeah, he's released more than 100 albums. Yeah, that sounds Good right. Frame. Yeah. Um, so liquidity is just, I, it's a very different sound Rob. It's more fusion. I don't know. If, have you ever listened to it? I haven't listened to that. I've listened to, obviously listened to Rob before. I yeah. Um, you, you would, you would like this because this is like really good fusion. Like it's just like really well done. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. The album cover is really cool. I really like the album cover and it's just, it's, just, it, it's, it's probably the most peaceful listen you'll get out of a Sun Ra album. <laughs> um, Let's see. Oh, horrendous is idle, which you know. I th- this is one of my albums of the year. So yeah. I, I just I was like I was debating whether to buy it or not because I'm like I already listened yeah. to the, listen the hell out of this thing. But I'm like I, I really like this thing, you know. So so why not? Uh, and you know it doesn't disappoint. I I love the artwork for it too. That's really really yeah. The they, they've they've always had very very good yeah the artwork, uh, artwork like, for all their albums. The artwork's always fantastic. Yeah. Um. You know, and I was actually looking into the guy who designed album, and I guess. When this album was coming along, uh, they were a little skeptical about this album cover. Um, and then, as time went on, they ended up really liking it. Yeah. And they ended up calling the album after the title of this piece of That's artwork. That's really cool. Uh, you know, I, I like I, that. Yeah, it's super cool. Like, I, I love seeing, like, that reciprocity, I guess, between, yeah. you know, mediums of art. Um, let's see. I'm just playing with power. Um, so next one, um, uh, Sonny Rollins, the bridge. This is a, I think this is a four. Yeah. This is a quartet. So it's, uh, Rollins. I don't know who on guitar because it doesn't have a lineup on the back, but, um, that's a guitar instead of a piano, uh, which is really, it sounds really cool. Uh, but it's, it's really just, you know, pretty hard bop, maybe even yeah. post a little bit. Um, uh, you know, gotta love Sonny Rollins. No, oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah. I. It, the only thing is, like, whenever I see copies of his stuff, it's always like stupid expensive. Like, yeah. like, like, there's a copy of Tenor Madness at uh, the Salem Bowl Moose, which is a great, great release. A great yeah. album, but it's twenty one bucks used. <laughs> That's. I just don't understand because who's gonna who's gonna buy that? So I, 
I think it's that expensive. I, I think one, I, I don't think that they actually like, you know, I, I don't think the employees sit down and are like, oh, but no, it's, probably, it's probably a corporate. Yeah. No, no, I, it's probably a computer driven like because yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I worked at a Goodwill that like you would scan stuff and uh, like a logarithm would basically decide how much it would be and where yeah. it would go. Yeah. Um, so I think it's sort of like that. I, I think that that copy was probably like a rare copy, possibly. Yeah, maybe. So. Um, but that has one of his best songs. I think the only time he and Coltrane ever collaborated. I don't know if that's... Really? A, I, it's, I, it's the first track. Let me check. Yeah. Um, it's the first track the, on the album. And I think it was one of, if not the only time, they were ever on the same track, which is a great huh. song. Yeah, I've, um, I've never or heard of that. He's Phil Temer, but I guess we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the most no, it's most notable for its title track, the only known recording featuring both Rollins and John Coltrane. That's interesting. Yeah, and it's it's a good song. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I you know I really haven't listened to that one that much because I I have saxophone Colossus. Um, I, unfortunately, I will say that the remainder of the album is good, but not really on that level i don't yeah. i don't think personally but uh it's still good yeah yeah, yeah no i um i i like i've yet to listen to a sonny rollins album that i no, really yeah, don't yeah, like absolutely he's just an amazing yeah. amazing musician mm-hmm. um speaking of john zorn this is uh from silence to sorcery which is oh, that's um cool yeah if you the, the cover is basically like i think tarot cards basically um but oh, that's really cool yeah i i bought it because it has this um Basically, the first it's like a collection of miniature pieces for like the first, you know, piece quote yeah. unquote in it, which are all for so, for solo violin, which is sort of an interesting setup that I'd never really heard from Zorn before. Yeah, and then he has this uh, tune drum piece too, hmm. which again I thought was really interesting. And then it has sort of another like chamber piece after that. Um, you know, it, it was it's an interesting listen. I, I'm actually trying to buy the rest of everything that he has on the composers series from Zadig. I actually just did a whole thing this morning trying to basically organize every Zorn album I don't have. Yeah. And just uh, like, so I have them all on Discogs now that, so it's just like super easy to just be like, oh, I'm going to buy these ones now. Yeah. You know, exactly. in, instead of having to like just research and dig through and yeah, just do it all. For sure. Um, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Dig Lazarus, Dig. I did not. That's a cool package. Yeah, it, this actually is a really cool album. Here you can check yeah, it out. Thank you. Um, I love, I like, I love Nick Cave. Um, that being said, this album was okay. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's sort of like in this. He had this big garage rock phase, and so it's sort of like, it feels like sort of half baked garage bot or garage rock. And, uh, I mean, like, you, you got to hand it to Nick Cave because he does, you know, he, he always brings a great performance yeah. in what he does. But I think the songwriting was a little lacking in this thing. But at the same time, you know, I, I really love his musicianship. And I he's one of those groups that, like, you know, I, I want to buy everything that, you know, he's put out because yeah. I just think he's that interesting. Unfortunately, um, I feel like that that's something that some artists fall into is when they get really into a genre, either it brings out something you weren't yeah. expecting or it's just, well, it was kind of more of a, so you know, not great fit. Nick Cave has always sort of played around with a bunch of different genres. Like, you know, um, back when he was with the birthday party and sort of early bad seeds, it was very post punky. And then, you know, he sort of developed this sound that was sort of alt rocky. And then he ended up doing this project called a uh, grinder man, which was garage rock. And so this album came out, 
around the same time. Okay. You know, so he, he's always sort of flitted around. I, I totally get what you mean, though, because, like, sometimes, like, I was actually, I was thinking Opeth, uh, how, like, you know, you, you'll, you'll get obsessed with a certain sound. Yeah. And, and it'll sort of ruin you, in a way. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> a great example. Yeah. Uh, this one's uh, Akiyang Lee. Uh, it's called Steel Flower Bird. I think it's, it, the title is actually in Korean, but it also has translation whatever yeah it's just one 43 minute composition basically of like i don't even know how to pronounce it like it's so uh akiang link does cello yeah but there's also um i think some electronics on this thing and it's so it's sort of like a compositional like melange of like korean music electronic music free improvisation harsh noise all sort of put together um and it sort of has, you can hear all these separate parts in it. Um, it's sort of like movements. It's it's a really, it, it's a really dense recording again, but it was just, I I actually, so last time we were in Port Portsmouth, um, I was actually looking for this because they said it was there and it was actually in electronics. It, yeah. it wasn't in jazz. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I, th- that was the first thing I picked up when I was, when I was in Bull Moose. It was this and uh, Nick Cave. Yeah, so. she's really, really uh, the only. I the name of the album escapes me. But the only one I've heard from her, it's her doing. I think it's cello and like turntable or something. Yeah, I, I, I is it on Zadik? I, I don't think so. It came out a couple of years ago. I think maybe 2015, 2016. Mm. Um, it was really, really cool. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I've always wanted to kind of kept her in the back of my mind whenever uh you know yeah. happen to see her release something new i'm sure she has i just haven't seen oh it, yeah, yeah. She, she has like this is like her third release under zadek i wow. think um and the first it. first two are really interesting um but I, i'm just looking through this i'm like i, I didn't realize how many zadek albums there are yeah i was gonna is, say like uh, when um, i picked that up i'm like oh wow yeah here's another. so uh here's another zadek album wada <laughs> leo smith's uh golden quartet uh I I was really, really excited to find this uh, because he, I think you put on, like, what, Blue Elephant? Was that the album? Uh, uh, Year of the Elephant. Year of the I Elephant. Think, yeah, which is a very... Uh, the thing I like about... I, I don't know what that one sounds like, but the, the, what it's, I like about the version or the CD I have is it's kind of nice chambery jazz, but it has kind of a, uh, a unique edge to it yeah, that I like. Yeah, that's pretty much it so, here. Yeah. Because I think that one is still Golden Quartet. As well as this yeah, one, I think obviously. it's the same lineup. Or... Yeah, I mean seriously, Jack Jack Dejanet, which is on this great, thing, which great is like, yeah. yeah, so love his work. Uh, he really... did some great work with the Davis during his electric era. Yeah, exactly. Um, really, what really took me away on this album though was Anthony Davis's piano. Yeah, on this, I was it, I was really impressed. Like the first yeah. track was like just breathtaking to listen to. Um, it, I felt like a kind of plateaued from there mm. but um i i you know this was like sort of like the first badada album that i you know put on and was like wow because like most of the time his stuff is just so difficult that like yeah I, i'm like i don't even know if i like this or not like it, it you know it, it sort of goes beyond any notions of pleasure yeah <laughs> it I, just becomes something else i forget what composer series album you let me borrow oh, l- like biwa yeah, it it might have been that one. Regardless, one you lent me, it was really like all yeah. Like I really couldn't tell if I liked it because there was it. It felt like it couldn't decide 
is it an avant-garde jazz album? Is it a modern classical? Yeah. Is it, like, what is this? But that, I really liked how, what you did with that quartet. And I really wanted to listen to yeah. that album because I feel like it's, it's pleasant enough that you can just put it on and exactly. enjoy it. But there's a lot of interesting depth in it. They, there yeah. really is. It's a great album. I mean, not to disparage those other Smith albums yeah. because like, I think they're really good. Yeah. It's just like, you know, if you want something a little more accessible, like this is the place that, to go. That's what I, I, I found yeah. interesting enough. His larger, grander works just haven't clicked with me in the same way. Whereas yeah. This, and the, the duet he did with, um, VJ Iyer is also very, very nice. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, cosmic, cosmic stroke. Jump. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which it's funny that I guess the, the more people he brings in, the more, I have trouble meshing with it, but well, you know. Yeah, I he did a um he was on Zorn's uh 50th anniversary or 50th birthday uh celebration with um oh god I can't remember her name now. I'm gonna remember in a second, but uh she's this Filipino drummer. Uh I I can't remember her name now. I don't know if it's Japanese I thought she was I don't know. Um she was really cool in that, but it was yeah, it was her on drums, Zorn and uh you know smith on trumpet it was really interesting like i think there was only like one or two tracks that they actually were all together oh okay. most of the time it was just duets but it was still really cool do you know what it was do you recall by any chance it was like 50th birthday celebration oh volume. i didn't know if it had because because some of them do have names oh Susie ibarra that's who it is okay yeah. so yeah um who's I'm trying to find it I, I definitely recommend checking out Susie ibarra because she's amazing yeah uh swans filth this is the uh three cd special edition sort of re-release are there other albums on there because that's what they've been doing it doesn't have other albums on it per se so it has body to body you know um on it and it has this lot little live album too so it's not really like it's it's not like it's like a compilation of like holy money and like you know a screw and things like that uh at the same time it's really cool yeah, really they, cool they've, they've done it. a great job with their packaging. Yeah, the packaging yeah. is really cool. The, the music on it is really great. Yeah. I would not suggest listening to the entire thing in full um, in one setting. It it drained me very yeah, much sure. uh, because like like I you know like putting on this putting on like just like filth again. I was like fuck this album is so nasty it's and so, I love yeah. it and yeah. like but like three albums three three albums worth of that. It, yeah. it's it's just like it's a lot. It is, uh, but. There is the original, I think the, their debut EP is on this thing. Okay. I, I think this is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's on the second disc. Um, and have you ever listened to that, that debut? No, it, I, I just, yeah. I would really suggest checking it out because it's, um, you, you know, it, there's always sort of an element of post-punk, you know, yep. in it. Yeah. But like, this was like really post-punk like it, it was like before they got really gross with phil <laughs> yeah we, before michael jira was just like raping a slave <laughs> just like yeah which fun fact was one of kirk cobain's favorite songs really yeah huh. he uh at one point i think they found like a diary entry from him of like his 40 favorite, favorite songs yeah one of them was raping a slave by swans i i I mean, I'm not surprised in a way. He had very interesting taste in music. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he definitely, like, spanned the board. Yeah. You know, I, you know, but I, I don't know. For some reason, Swans and him just don't connect with him. But, hey, yeah. you know, teach their yeah, own, he, man. He loved Melvin's. He loved Flipper. Yeah. He, he, he was very... His favorite punk album was uh, Rock for Light, I think. I think so. Yeah, which is, I, in my opinion, not not the best Bad Brains album, but... Yeah, I think uh, they're, they're the one with... 
the, yeah. the, the self-titled one yeah. is just like so so freaking amazing yeah um finally last one uh this is the quintet jazz and massey hall this is something i've i've looked at like every single time i go to a bull moose yeah i think about buying it but i'm like oh it's too expensive i'm just like fuck it fuck it this time because this is um it's dizzy gillespie on trumpet charlie parker bud powell mingus max roach all playing together I think you pointed that out before. Yeah, yeah, and like there are just some really, really great performances here. They have a a version of Salt Peanuts that they do is that is just hilarious to listen to, <laughs> and like just you can hear the chemistry, but you can also hear just how much fun they have with with their music, and I, I really like that. Like, I was sort of thinking about this, you know, this week, you know, given our our next segment, that like you know, it just feels like they don't take themselves too seriously and i think that's something missing from music today is that like everything has to be big and conceptual and everything has to mean something and you have to yeah. have a political statement and like disney Gus was just like fucking playing like just some amazing music yeah like i and, like i think maybe he went a little political as the time, years time went, on. Yeah, time went on yeah but like it just you know it, it was just very like I, I loved how pure it was back in the day so um that is it for that little segment. Segment very eclectic and well curated <laughs> per usual. Thank you. I I, I still kind of wish to be Dave from uh, Newbury Comics was there to you know just to yeah. be like what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, I remember one time in Newbury Comics, I got I think Morbid Angel, Miles Davis, and like a few other random. I think I got a Bob Dylan album. Oh well, yeah, I, Alters of Madness is my favorite Bob Dylan album. Yeah. And I remember I brought it up, and the guy was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is quite a yeah quite a selection you got here." <laughs> I said, "I don't think I've ever seen anyone with this this specific amalgamation of things." Yeah, he I, uh, he would always do that to me too. Like, I I remember actually just some of the shitty stuff that they used to sell at Newbury back in the day. Like, um, do you remember Grip Inc. Grip Incorporated? It was like this. Um, oh, jeez, why does that sounds really familiar? So it was Dave. It was like a Dave Lombardo side project. Uh, that, it, I guess. it was like sounds, metal, and like I would always see this album. And I'm like, I really want this, but I'm like, I don't want to even want to spend two ninety nine for this. Yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, jeez. All right, so um, we were talking about possible stuff to do. Yeah. This week, and I thought it would be cool to sort of talk about uh, unpopular music opinions. Yeah, we've done this in the past. It's fun just to kind of yeah. rib each other or find a mutual point. Because we don't yeah. talk about these in advance. So Yeah, we really don't. Um you know, so I was thinking that we would do sort of back and forth, you know, I say yeah. one, we talk about it, see how far that goes. Yeah. Talk about it and just sort of go from there. Yeah. Uh so why don't you go first, good sir? Just want to preface uh this whole segment by saying we will probably sound or at least I will sound pretentious and I apologize. Yeah, I, I, I but... think that I mean again th- these are opinions it yeah. they, they doesn't mean that they're true. It more it means more that they're they seem true to us. Um you know and your people are free to agree or disagree. That's yeah, you know sort exactly. of the whole point of art and music. Exactly. So um so, yeah. So I, this is one that kind of spans a lot of different things and people and interactions but whenever i ask someone what they like to listen to and they answer with oh i listen to everything that is <laughs> that is the most cringeworthy thing you can say because first of all it, it's almost never true yeah like whenever someone says that it's almost never and not only is it ne- it's almost it's, it's not even close to true most of the time but also i feel like if you're a real music fan you can pretty easily list off some things 
you you like yeah, and you enjoy. I the thing is like so to counter that because I I actually agree with you because like I, I'll see like you know dating profiles of like people who are like oh I yeah listen. I, I listen to everything and it's like I know you don't I, listen no, to Brotsman yeah. like 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 tell me what's your favorite Peter Brotsman album yeah tell me what's your favorite Bob Dylan album like yeah. you know they, they'll be like oh well yeah just pick the well, easy the, yeah the new Imagine Dragons album was really good yeah exactly you know? yeah <laughs> I, but but like at the same time like I don't really like giving specifics when yeah. when people ask me what I listen to because I'm just like. I don't know, I just listen to music. Like, yeah. You know, I, I, I usually say, you know, I like, you know, jazz and metal. And, you know, yeah. like I try to be to give, you know, a little bit. But I usually just say weird stuff. <laughs> mainly because they're, they're definite. It then, when the interactions go on and like different people, you know, I know who have said this, they kind of latch on to someone like me who does listen to a lot of music yeah. and like, what do you think about this like objectively bad act? Well, that's me, but you know what I mean. Yeah, they'll, they, they, they'll think that if you do this and everything, like oh, like what do you think of the new Motionless and White album? It's like, like I don't care. I yeah, haven't thought of that band since <laughs> like twenty eleven. Yeah, so yeah, I I <laughs> couldn't tell you. I was just thinking about that because I'm like, God, when's the, when is the last time you've heard about Motionless and White? It's, it's like they've had a career up to now too. Yeah, like, that's the weird thing. I think they've kind of gone down like the oh we liked Marilyn Manson growing up phase. Now you all get to listen to what he sounded like. Yeah, like so. Yeah, but I don't. That's, that, that's kind of a you know that's why I said I hopefully I don't sound too pretentious. But that's something that always annoys me because like I I would like to talk music more like more about music with people and I feel like that's kind of a cop out people use. Yeah, and. Uh, and and it, from there it's kind of led to um, like people have asked me like oh you should write up this for the like because they know write for a blog you should write about yeah. the new Disturbed album oh my god and it's like I don't I yeah. don't want to do that so little tangent I, I whenever I tell people I'm a writer which is not something I do yeah. you know openly like it's it's pretty much I have to be under duress to admit it <laughs> um, like they'll be like you know like sometimes when people will be like oh you can include that you, you know make that into a story it's like. No, no. Like, like, I'm not going to explain my process to you. Like, I always like, wonder if people think like they're being helpful when they do that. I, I don't know. I, I think it's more like they just want to fill the space. Exactly. They, they like, like, oh, like, this is something we could talk about. Yeah, like, like they try to avoid the silence. Which, guys, silence is a good thing. Silence you know, is nice. Silence is a great. Enjoy thing. Enjoy the silence. Enjoy the silence. Cue Depeche Mode. Da, na, na, na. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's kind of just just a quick little one that that I always think. Whenever uh, people find out listen to music, I'm like, oh, I have to say, you know, what do you listen to? And it's always like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Because it's never, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, like, name your favorite noise jazz album. Like, no, it's, it's something as simple as, like, <laughs> what do you think about, you know, like you said, the Bob Dylan or whatever. Oh, I don't really what, like What do you think right? about 6 9 Yeah. What do you think about 6 9 Yeah. May he, may he rot in jail. Anyway. <laughs> go on. So, um, when I was writing this list this week, I, I, I stopped and looked at myself and I'm like... I'm like, so much of this is negative. So I ended up erasing a little bit of it. Oh, okay. And sort of making more positive ones. Or just interesting. Well, yeah. just, just like because I I think unpopular opinions in music. It doesn't have to be negative. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, like, like I feel like I, I could easily make this, you know, being like, oh, this band sucks and this band sucks and this song <laughs> sucks. And just like, you know, be a complainy pants, which is <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like I lapse into that behavior if yeah. we record long enough. Um, and I don't, I really don't like that because I, it's really not how I think. It's just like, sometimes you feel like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's like when the microphone's on, like yeah. things sort of change in your mind. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm only going to talk about like a couple of ones that I think could be considered negative. Yeah. Um, my first one, it, it, you should probably see this coming. Um, I don't think this is America is a good song. 
at all. Yeah. Um, and I've actually looked on Reddit to see, um, you know, you know, other people's opinions. And I'm not the only one here, but I like, but they're, they're, so their thinking is like, this is like objectively bad. Like, this is just not a good song. The lyrics are bad. And then the people who reply to this, because it's like in like, you know, right. Like R slash change my view. Yeah. Um, they're like, Oh, well it's supposed to be bad. And like, well, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't, and, and I'm like, yeah. okay, like first off, that's not true because you know, Gambino at least tries. Um, but, you know, I think just to add on to that, I, irony doesn't get you anywhere. Like, dude, just mm. because you're not doing something, like, you know, just because it's, oh, it's meant to be bad, that, that doesn't mean it's instantly good. Bad is bad. Like, yeah, th- th- that's something people use for, like, you know, like the, the, the poop to de scoop Kanye song. People said it's supposed to be like a troll. I'm like, yeah. all right, well, it's still, it's not funny and it's bad. Exactly. So. It's, it's just like, you know, this sort of, I was thinking about this, or like memes are sort of ruining music culture. Yeah. In a way. And as much as like Anthony Fantano wants to defend it, I think he's totally wrong. No. So I, I always consider I that another unpopular opinion because I mean, yeah. like, look at someone like 6 9 Really, the only reason that he's popular is because of his meme his status. His aesthetic and his meme and stuff. Yeah. Like because he's just so attention. fucking yeah. memeable. Yeah. You know, it, and. Like that's it. Like he doesn't, he doesn't provide anything good. Yeah. You know, it's just more like, oh, he's viral. Like you know, yeah. and, and we can sort of make fun of that. You know, and he looks goofy, so we can make fun of that too. And he says stupid things, and he does stupid things. Yeah. You know, it's just like uh, the irony is just getting disgusting at this yeah. point. I, I would say the only defense I could see for this is, I think, the fact it's supposed to be consumed as the music video, and I like. The, the kind yeah, of the this is America we're talking yeah about. this is America yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, I actually I, the first time I listened to it was as a song and I I don't I still don't care for I mean I don't I don't think I dislike it as much as my senses you do I don't like it but I, I don't so I, I I don't like I'm not gonna be like oh this is fucking horrible blah blah it's like just, it's kind of meh I, yeah, I, yeah, exactly great, yeah. I, I think it's more like everybody thinks this is like some genius thing and that's the thing that turks me off and, and I think that's so. the problem is that, is that music video like most people don't publish a best of music videos yeah. list so what they really want to credit is the concept in the music video but they don't I mean that's not like Pitchfork doesn't run a best you know or Anthony yeah. he doesn't I think I, he, one, he did a, a, few a while years ago, ago but he didn't, yeah. doesn't do it anymore. Do anymore so I think that they're kind of putting a little asterisk or kind of shoving it into the singles yeah. thing, which is unfortunate because it just, the song itself isn't, it's not even that it's bad. There's just not a lot to it. It really, know, it's just, it's not honestly, really, yeah. if there, if it wasn't for that music video, that thing would be dead in the no. water. Oh, absolutely. Like, not. yeah, like just no, nobody would guarantee. Nobody yeah. would care. Cause I mean, really it's just the entire track just feels very gimmicky to me. That it's just like, Oh, yeah. you have like sort of these really like admittedly nice choral samples you know, and then it just sort of goes. But it sounds like the basis trap. of a larger song. Like, it yeah, doesn't, it doesn't like, sound like yeah. it should stand on its own. Yeah, it's really just yeah. I mean, the, the video's fun. So I, yeah, I like the video. And I'm yeah. not. I'm not even saying like, I think the video is like phenomenal. Like I, I enjoy it. Yeah. But like I, I don't. Yeah, I'm not going to be yeah. like yeah. I, I, I just, I just think it's very overrated. So. It, it really is, unfortunately. Um, but again, I think it really is the fact that the singles was the best place they could. Put. I mean, because it literally is a, a, a single. You know, it is a song, but just the part of it that I think is noteworthy 
is not the song. Yeah. So the funny thing is, like, yeah. I actually like parodies of it more than the actual song. Yeah. But like, Red and Link did a parody of it, just like a little snippet for like one of their segments, and it was freaking great because it was all about like restaurant bread. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just like okay. Oh, that's so, funny. Uh, your turn, good sir. I was hesitant to, ironically, now I feel even more hesitant to bring it up because nah. you just said, let's not be negative about things. I, I, I got a couple more negative ones, so let, let's just let's just get it all out, and then, then we can be positive sons of bitches. I, the, the main reason I'm hesitant is I have not listened to a full album from this band, and I'm about to say that I really don't like their music. Yeah. I really have never liked the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I, I really... <laughs> Haven't and I I I you know I didn't want to say that because again I've never listened to yeah I, and you're forgetting about that I'm a huge Beastie I know yeah so. and I was like and I know you're a big fan but <laughs> no, I've only care. listened to the big singles and I just really don't I, I forgive you Scott <laughs> I really I, I I I don't like no, any of the big I, singles so I don't can I just take a guess it's it's is their voices right I really I don't like their voices I think that a lot of this the the subject matter of their big singles don't really speak yeah. to me I've never like rap rock like ever. Okay. Even yeah. back when I was growing up, and uh, wait, 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 you like new metal, but you don't like rap rock. I don't like. I like Slipknot. That's it. Like I can't, yeah, but like Slipknot is new metal. They are. They're the only new metal band I liked that but, I could think you of. You liked Corn back in the day. I've way I like Corn. And Disturbed. The store was like hard rock. Yeah, yeah. I, I they were sort of in the but but like in the mix. Corn, Corn is very rap rocky. So, yeah. uh, but I I mean I, I I get what you mean though. I and you know. I don't think it's like I'm not gonna. I don't think anybody has the right to call you out for not listening to an entire album of theirs. I'd like to though, because I don't think it's. I, but you know, like, I, I just. How about next week we'll listen to? Um, I, I'll I'll find an, a Beastie Boys album that we'll listen to. Yeah, because I know they have they have some big names that people yeah. like, people like them. Um, but just every time I go to listen to them, I just think of. You don't go die. I don't even know the words, yeah. but like you gotta fight, and that just for your right to fight. It just it does it doesn't do much for me, and I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna go back to not listening to the. Beastie yeah, no, it, see, like they, they're one of those bands that like I, I feel like their albums can be a little lengthy and sort of like unnecessarily long, and they're not even that long too. Like they're maybe like forty four minutes. Like yeah. it's it's just like like they they tend to fill it up with a lot of a lot of crap sometimes. Yeah. Uh, I, that being said, I, I fucking love Beastie Boys. I have, no, I, 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 have, I have almost every single album of theirs, but I, I, would honestly, I, I totally understand. I would honestly love yeah. to listen to, uh, one of their albums and fill and talk about I it. would say we should listen to Paul's Boutique. Because yeah, that, that's the one that comes to mind a lot. Yeah, um, I, that's not my personal favorite, but I, I think that that's probably the best one to go for. Okay. Um, yeah, but no, I, I totally understand that. They, like, they can be really grating, especially like um, I, I don't know who it is. I think I think it is Ad Rock. I think who's I think whoever is the like the one the, the really high voice. Yeah, yeah. I, he he's been I, a I th- huge I think that's Ad Rock. Yeah, um, he's been a huge hurdle for me. Yeah, I, I I totally I totally totally get that. Like, I mean, there was a time I I found them really cringy, and I just like at the same time though they were like pretty much the first hip hop group. Yeah, I like fell in love with. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can see it. Like, I'm not gonna shit on you for it. Yeah. So, um, and a lot, you know, you're really not alone there. A lot of people don't yeah, like these two boys. But, but I just, I, you know, for example, I read, I read all the Twilight books because <laughs> because I didn't want to be that guy. I was like, oh, Twilight, Twilight sucks. But like, yeah, but like, so, and, 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 but but it's, I'm not comparing. I'm just saying that like something that <laughs> I don't think it's like personally. I like to have you like to give things a try. I like to give things a try, and I like yeah. to be able to say people like, oh, like you just you didn't even read it. I'm like, oh no, I did, and it's. 
it's not good. So yeah, I, I think with, with Beastie Boys though, I, I feel like you shouldn't have to worry about that because like like you know they're big singles. I mean you know like you've probably listened, you've probably heard Sure Shot before, even though that's not a big one. Um, that's something that's interesting is a lot of these big. Um, it's happened with you know Rolling Stone, Beatles, like all those big bands. Um, I'm like, oh wait, I know these songs. Yeah. I, I just didn't know what they exactly, were called. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Fight, so. fight for your right to party. Which that uh, one no yeah. sleep till Brooklyn. Is it sabotage. Sabotage. Yeah. Oh, you um, sure want to be Intergalactic. Yeah. Uh, prob- so, probably. Yeah. So like you know like the you, oh jeez now I'm thinking of all the Beastie Boys songs I don't like. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, see I, I, that's what I mean. Like <laughs> the, the those are pretty substantial songs. So like I, I you know just because you haven't heard a studio album from them doesn't mean that you're not warned because you definitely have given those a try. I think that that's a big part of it. La- last, do you, do you know what my least favorite song by them is? Uh, I don't. Girls, girls. <laughs> it honestly makes me think of like it is a pretty stupid song. It, it makes me think of the the sexy parties that uh, Stewie used to throw, oh guy. <laughs> and just like, like combining that with like a chase scene from Scooby Doo, just like like dun, dun, him. Dun, yeah. dun, 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 All I really want is girls. girls. And... <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that that's my that's my big hot take. Dun, dun, I think. Dun, dun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I I sort of talked about this already, but um, I I think that you know conceptual like slash political art and good art aren't mutually exclusive. That like just because something has a political bent to it or a conceptual bent to it doesn't mean that it's automatically good yeah and i think we tend to conflate these things a lot these days because i think there's just such a divide between you know something being really conceptual and something being completely mindless yeah like there's really there, there, there's there's just no in between anymore yeah it feels like and so you know it, it just seems like like especially with like um I don't know, like, like that band Idols, like like people are always like, oh, they're so good and they're so political. And I'm like, I thought that was okay. But yeah, like, I, I didn't even dig in them. Yeah, I, I really don't. I, I tried to listen to Brutalism like so many times and I just couldn't even get through the first track. Yeah. It, but, but it's, it's it, this isn't meant to be a comment on Idols. It's more meant to be a comment on just like this conceptual bent that we have. And just that like, you know, for some reason we consider that the important part of music. Yeah. When the music is the important thing. Absolutely. So... You know, uh, I think if you don't mind me adding on to this, I would say also yeah, those people that say art, like all art is political. I think that's bullshit. Uh, j- just because if you're going to say that, like, you know, all X is Y, you know, you're you're basically not saying a statement because if, if X is so part of Y that the two don't exist, then the two don't exist. Like, you know, like it's 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 sort of it's like tautological. In yeah. a sense, like it's sort of circular logic, and so I, I just find that really stupid argument. Also, because you know, there's many different ways to take an album, yeah, you know, and many different ways to interpret art. So to say that this is political, you know, I think it's sort of you're sort of missing the point of art in the first place because it's sort of like for, for me, art is like this space that you know anything is possible, yeah, you know, and that like you can take sort of however you want you know, to take something. So, um, which, I mean, and so I'm not saying that political isn't a part of it, but I'm saying that like to say that it's the only part of it and that's the main part of it is sort of, um, just false. So, and sort of just not seeing the forest through the trees. Basically. Sure. I can yeah. see that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Yep. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, I, I was I was waiting for you. Yeah. Oh, that was clearing my throat. I'm sorry. Uh, um I I was trying to figure out what, what uh which one I wanna do next. Uh I guess I I don't know how to phrase this one, but I, I think that the the big four argument is kind of there's a little bit too much weight put behind it because i feel like the reason that the and the big four it really hasn't hasn't gone over to like there isn't there isn't a death metal big four this isn't a you know black metal um, big four i mean there's like isn't there a gotham there's gothenburg three there's a gothenburg trio and then there's a swedish uh four too. But it, it, it's not on the same level. As, it, it, and, it definitely is, and I think that's because the f- it had a lot to do. Obviously, all the whole the whole fourth big th- like I don't I don't love their music equally, but they're all very you know all important. I understand why they're in the big four. I understand why they're celebrated that much. But I think a lot of it, um, I think their acclaim and their popularity has at least as much, if if not you know at the very least, a significant amount to do with why. They were picked for the big four. I mean, Metallica, you, Slayer, you can't argue. I guess I just personally don't love Megadeth, and I think Anthrax. I think there are other bands that deserve it a bit more than Anthrax. I think Anthrax yeah. had a lot of, but it kind of acts as a because when you think of thrash metal, a lot of people think you know the big four. And oh yeah. Whenever, whenever you put so much weight on a certain small, like I think a lot of people, you know, when they think of death metal, they think of like Cannibal Corpse, they think of a handful of bands. There's so many great underground um, death, and yeah. even if you look at thrash, there's bands like you know Testament. Dark Angel, Destruction, early. I feel like early Sepultura doesn't get yeah. oh yeah as, as much attention yeah. as the older Annihilator. Era. Yeah, um, I mean there's Watchtower. So, there's so many great older thrash metal. I'm just looking at up. I mean, list. if you want to count like crossover DRI and like those yeah, guys, and I feel like they just didn't. They don't get as much attention as they deserve because they're it's, not it's they're in that bubble. And I'm actually glad that death metal doesn't have one because if you look at the the four most people talk about nowadays. Suffocation, uh, suffocation, cannibal corpse, morbid de- angel, morbid angel, and deicide. some people say deicide. Yeah, which I can see that, but also I feel like there's so many band. Like it's so difficult when you put a four on it, but it's it's a nice, it's a big, you know. Obviously, they did a big tour yeah. package, a DVD, whatever. But, you know that that was only recently. That, that's the weird thing. Yeah, well, because they kind of retroactive. I think that's one of the things is they looked bad, like during their heyday because all those bands you know anthrax they all came up around the same time like you know more yeah. more or less give or take it, a few actually really i want to say all in the same area i know i maybe i think anthrax was from new york if i remember correctly they might have i don't i don't but know but I, I i'm pretty sure that slayer was was from was from california yeah. and megadeth obviously was california too because it yeah was, you know dave mustaine getting kicked out of metallica yeah but I, th- I think that, that kind of goes to what I'm what I'm trying to say is that it was kind of a, it was as much a, a kind of a retroactive marketing decision as it was. I mean, you, yeah. you can't deny the four their the influence on thrash metal and just metal. I mean, yeah, is easily the biggest band in the world. I mean, you could say uh, biggest metal band in the world. I mean, yeah. you, you you could say Black Sabbath in terms of influence, but I think Metallica in terms of commercial successful is bigger than yeah. Black Sabbath. Oh, definitely. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I just I feel like. In my experience, a lot of my friends who like metal, they, they kind of get hung up on some of those big names and don't. I mean, and who knows if they would like that uh, because there are other, you know, like Dark Angel, um, Testament. There are some other thrash bands, especially early Sepultura is much more intense than yeah. like a Metallica record or whatever. Oh, I'm trying to remember, what was that? Um, 
wasn't Sodom a uh, creator? That's what I was creator. Like Sodom's another good. Sodom's a, a bit more. Creator's yeah. nasty. Yeah, creator's a are. nasty yeah. man, man. And again, that's I think there's a re, you know anthrax where you have it's uh, mad. Like you have something yeah. you can latch onto. Bring obviously, the noise. Obviously, with Megadeth, we're like I don't like Obama. You know, like those. those, those kind of, <laughs> is that your David? Yeah, that's yeah. Oh my god, what, he, what do you mean? He, he, you man? really got to listen to. Uh, <laughs> uh, Two minutes to late nights yeah. podcast because they always do that because one of them just hates peace cells. So he's just like, What do you mean I don't get elected? You know, <laughs> like, What do you mean you're shutting me down now? Yeah, I just, I've mentioned this before, but I don't, I don't specifically, I haven't specifically not listened to Megadeth that much because of Dave Mustaine's antics, but it's certainly when I'm thinking of all the bands I need to listen to. His yeah. personality kind of like, all right, maybe I can put him in the back where I, I really, yeah. I, I got into Megadeth, I think, because I was just so into Metallica that I'm like, yeah. oh, I love you two guys too. Yeah. You know, uh, because I, I used to listen to Rust in Peace just like, like I would just listen to that like, over and they over. They have and some over great again. riffs. I, like, like, um, I've, I've heard the big song, like, I think, yeah. Hanger, Hanger 18. 69 or whatever it is. Yeah. Or, yeah 18. Hanger 18. Yeah. I like, too much. Yeah. I, I could think of the red riffs souls. in my head, and they're, yeah. they're they're really like the bum bum bum. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's, so, but yeah, yeah, I just I I I, hope, I, I I get you. I I just I wish that the big four argument. Like I feel like that. I wish that it drew more people into the genre rather than just kind of acted as a you know a as little, a wall, like, like almost a wall or like a like a blanket. Just be like, all right, come in, yeah. listen to the four <laughs> of us. Nobody else. Nobody else. You know, keep. Yeah, going. I you know I, I've always found it that you know, sort of big for them to be a little, I mean, I think it's something that was sort of like created by the fans and then sort of, yeah. you know, co-opted by the, like record companies. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, that's the thing I, I like personally, I, I see your argument. I agree to it to a certain point, but I think, you know, as someone who sort of went through all that, uh, you know, I, I was sort of able to get past it. Like I, you know, I remember, you know, Metallica's first, and then maybe a little Megadeth, but then Slayer, and I never even touched Anthrax because I just did not like Anthrax. One of the Loving is a good album. Uh, Other than that, yeah, I'm not I, a huge fan. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of it was, it was AIR. Like that, that's probably the one song that I like from Anthrax. Um, uh, no, it's yeah, it's it's that was also a horrible impression. But. Yeah, but <laughs> all that to say is like I, you know, I ended up sort of going. I felt like I went a little deeper with those bands yeah. and sort of, you know, got to explore other bands next to it. Like I remember being interested in like Sodom, yeah. you know, like at pretty early on, you know, after like, you know, I always looked at what that, that one album, that's like their big album. Uh, and I cannot remember it for the life of me. Um, I'm not as into that. Let me see. Yeah. I, well, it's, it's the same thing with me because like, I would always see it at Newbury and I'm like, I'm not going to pay 15 bucks for a special edition yeah. of this thing. Like this is a cool album and everything, but like, no, thank you. You know, I, like creator. I wasn't really big on creator, but you know, like I, I definitely looked around there. So I, I think it's, I, I mean, I think sort of depending on, you know, what your aims are when you're yeah, listening. And, and I, I think I, I was mainly, uh, Oh, well, they have way too many albums for me to just read them off. Cause I was trying to figure out which one. Oh, I, I can, uh, I can figure it out for you. Really I think music. for people who actually care about music, like, well, that's, that's a shitty thing to say, but people who <laughs> are more like treat music differently than just kind of a, a nice thing or like a, like a, a, a very casual, Asian casual orange. Hobby. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would use the term music explorer. Yeah. Really, because I, I think that sort of derives it. Because I think there are some people who listen to it as sort of like a form of entertainment. I, I'd say that we do, too. Yeah, for sure. But I think also... We also go a step I, I would say that it, it encompasses a big part of our lives. Yeah. So... Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I yeah. get you. Um, let's see. Yeah, that was, yeah, was kind of all... Yeah. Yeah. Um... So I have I have a little more negative ones than I thought I would. <laughs> looking back at these, um, so I don't know if this would be negative, but uh, I think Freddie Hubbard is a better trumpet player than Miles Davis. Really? Yeah, and I I want to detail this first because I think some people could listen to this and be like, "Fuck you!" and yeah. like you're you're kind of right, but um, I meant this more like as like technical Just proficiency a pure player. Yeah. yeah, because I mean like you know Davis was really good at what he was doing, you know, like during that cool era, like, you know, getting the mute down, getting like that, you know, that bend in his back and just like, you know, that really perfectly whisper soft sound. Like he was great at that, but you know, after he went electric and after his sort of reclusion for a little bit, you know, coming back to it, he really didn't have what he used to have. And really what he only had was just sort of this very focused point. Whereas I, I felt like Freddie Hubbard could sort of do everything and sort of bounce back really well. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, I, I, I feel like Freddie doesn't get enough love. And, I, and not to say that Miles Davis doesn't deserve love, because I think, I, like, you know, I, I, I fucking love Miles Davis. Yeah. You know, he was the reason I picked up Trumpet again. Um, you know, I, but I, I just say, you know, I, I, last time we had this. Uh, Unpopular opinions episode. I talked about. I think I was like that. I, I found like that Coltrane sort of ruined jazz in a way for some people because like all you could do is just focus on him. Where mm. there were so many other great players who were also around at the same time, like Wayne Shorter. Um, you know, I think it's it's sort of like that. That it's just like Miles is just huge, just enormous impact on the genre. Sort of, you know. It almost tainted the well in in a way for like you know any other player. Uh, looking at this, looking back at this, I think at the time there was a lot more you know diversity because like it wasn't like you could only see Miles Davis. I think you know, from this angle of like being on the computer and looking at it, like you can't really go far without finding a Miles Davis album. Yeah. Whereas you know you could go to just like a random place on like Fifty Second Street back in like you know the fifties. And just find some random trumpet player who was fucking amazing. Yeah. So I think it's it's more like that, more like sort of like revisionists, maybe. Um, even though I, I don't think that's the best way to put it. But okay. Yeah, and just to go somewhat tan- tangentially, there, uh, Trey Trey Azikthoth from uh, I think it's how you pronounce. I don't know. He is a weird. Marvin he's Angel. a weird lad. Yeah. I feel like he. There are so many. Uh, I guess I guess better just because that's an easier way to put it better guitar players yeah they're easier they're better at playing the guitar than he is i think that he is one of if not the best just death metal writer yeah, so, yeah. you know it's exactly you know, the, the different difference you know he, the, the uh you know his, his the way he wrote riffs and the, you know morbid angels music helped me appreciate the songwriting of death metal more it helped me dif- frankly differentiate songs better because when yeah. i first got into death metal it just kind of was I'm in on just this loud. So I remember when I first, you know, my friend gave me a flash drive of uh, like just a bunch of albums yeah. from bands. Like when I listened to early suffocation, I was like, this is literally like the same. Thing. And now I listen to it to me. 
they sound like distinct songs. I, I would love to get yeah. to that point. I just have not. Like, yeah. I, I can tell them apart relatively well. Like, you could put on a Campbell Corpse and be like, okay, I know that. Yeah. And you, then you could put on Morbid Amateur and be like, yeah, I, I get that. But, yeah. like, you know, if you were like, Dude, you don't know this is this isn't this is incantation, you plebe. Just like you're like <laughs> fuck you, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, I think that uh, that might be kind of a somewhat related point here is, is that you know just just because someone's the the someone doesn't have to be the best. Uh, kind of like uh, I feel like Madonna is she's really she's not excellent at any one thing, but she's great at everything. I feel like that's one of her strong suits. Yeah, like she sort of spreads herself thin yeah. in a way. But I think I think it works. Like, you know, some you know, some pop stars, you know, they have, you know, good voices, but they they're not great at dancing or they don't have you know, I feel like she really had bold fashion. She has a you know, kind of a cat in your personality. She yeah. can sing well, can she dance well, she has the imagery. Uh, I think that's why just she's like Florence. Yeah. Uh. But I feel like that's why Madonna <laughs> has been so successful is that she's and she's a fantastic businesswoman. Like she's great at everything, yeah. even if she's not like the best at any one yeah, thing. Exactly. Uh, uh I speaking of being better than other things, my unpopular opinion and my girlfriend was up again this weekend. We the last several times she's come up, we listened to this album. The more I listen to it, the more this opinion kind of solidifies for me. Can I take a guess? What God's favorite customer? No, yeah. that that album that album is always going to be. This is a good you know shrug, yeah. okay. you know whatever. Smoke a cigarette, have some brandy, you know, kind of album. <laughs> but anyway, I I think Pet Sounds is a better album than any of the Beatles albums. <laughs> at the very at the very least, I enjoy Pet Sounds more than and I've at this point I've heard every Beatles album at least once. Yeah. I think Pet Sounds is better written, just has better songs, has what I think is the best pop song ever written, and I I at the very least I enjoy Pet Sounds more than any other Beatles album. I I I completely disagree, I know, but I, I know respect the hell out of it because I mean, I I just I don't like Pet Sounds. I, I just yeah, don't. I, feel, yeah. I don't think it's a great album. Um, I but I think that's partially because I was raised on like classic, you know, quote unquote Beach Boys. Yeah, like really cheesy Beach Boys. <laughs> um, so you know, I don't have like that same experience. But I yeah. and, and at the same time, I was raised on Beatles. Yeah. So like I sort of whereas you know as we've talked about before, yeah. I, I I you know haven't listened to or I didn't listen to Beatles very much at all. Well, to last year really. Well. I had obviously heard their, you know, like, when we, when we were listening to all of the uh, their albums, I was like, oh, I know this song, I know this, you know, but I, I didn't know I was listening to the Beatles. But I, I still think God Only Knows is the best oh, God, song. God Only Knows is a great track. Oh, that's, that's, I, that's probably... I, I was, I was going to say, what, what's the what's the other big one? Um, wouldn't it be, I love Wouldn't It Be wouldn't Nice. It be, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Those wouldn't two, be, so, but I to me, like, song. God Only Knows, it will, you know, probably, it's probably my favorite song of all, it's just, it's so well written and, yeah. Yeah. So I mean I, I know that uh, people get mad at people over the years have gotten mad at me a lot that I don't love the Beatles as much. I, as I, I do, really should but... listen to Pet Sounds again because like everybody loves Pet Sounds and I, I've just never understood it. Um, but and I mean I I can see that like you know um, the Beatles really aren't for everybody despite popular opinion. Yeah, uh, they're like I can totally see why somebody might find this cheesy or whatever. Like I remember like. First time I ever listened to Maxwell Silver Hammer was like, what the fuck is this song? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I love it now. Like, I had Abigail Road on uh, just a couple days ago. I'm just like, fuck, I love every single track on this album, <laughs> you know. But um, I, I, I see what you mean. 
And so. I want to keep trying because I, I, every time I listen to a Beatles album, I hear at least some potential. I mean, it depends on the song, it depends on the album. Um, like I hear, like I feel like I could love this, but just it's never, it's never clicked with me the same way. Yeah. And I think a lot of that might be maybe it's because. I didn't listen to them growing up, and I don't have that kind of nostalgia, or I don't have that. Maybe it's just I don't like it that much. Maybe like I'm just not hearing it in the same context. Maybe the the reputation is kind of the hype is is you know informing my opinion, yeah, or is, is setting my standards too high. Um, but I don't. In any case, that's my my hot take for right now. Phew, <laughs> got it. Got to cool off. <laughs> God, I hate myself. <laughs> um. Okay, here's um, diss tracks are idiotic oh. and immature. Yeah. And there's really no point to have them, you know, especially, you know, not not to be this sort of political agenda type of thing. But, like, you know, if we're in a society where we're t- dealing with, like, hatred, you know, and trying to combat that in some degree, and I'm not going to I'm not going to go on like a rant on how. But just like, you know, if, if this is a topic of conversation, why are you dealing with this in mainstream rap? Like, mm-hmm. it just makes no sense to me. It just seems really antithetical to the whole point. And like, it, just the whole macho ego bullshit that comes from hip hop, it, it just really bugs me. And like, diss tracks are just like the, the fucking like gen- crown jewel of that. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh, you know, I'm just going to shit on somebody. You know, to make my career look better. I mean, just just look at Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem last year. Uh, you know, it's just oh. it's just like like it, all it does is just make you look like a dick, yeah. really. And like, and if you don't reply to it, you're a pussy, basically. Yeah. And it's just like it, there's just nothing good about it. It's like a built-in news cycle because you know you you have to have the last laugh. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and a lot of times it's not. Like they're very shallow digs, uh, like the um, Jay Z's diss to Nas when they had their beef on I forget what track, I think it was the takeover off of uh, the Blueprint. Like that was a really great diss track because it got very personal. Like it talked about his, uh, uh, basically, it, uh, I I don't I'm not gonna paraphrase the line, but it dug into the fact that Nas really has not come close to Illmatic over his yeah. career, whereas Jay Z has had several you know you know hip hop classics, however you slice it. That was a nice, you know, pointed dig. For the most part, it's just very much kind of like a, a immature dick measuring. Yeah, like it's just it, not. There's it, no it's, substance. It's very. It, it's not to say that the musical aspect of it can't be good because I mean, I, I thought Kill Shot, the the Machine Gun Kelly, the Eminem's response, Eminem's Machine response, Gun. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was actually a which, really, really which, great I, track. I, and then that, and that's that's the other issue is that. Um, Usually the the pairings are just odd. Like, yeah. It's just... Well, I, I just find the whole idea of it because it like you know when you were in elementary school and some guy you know it's, it's, some some kid made fun of you. Yeah. You know your you, your parents you know didn't tell you hey you know fight him you know <laughs> <laughs> like, like like no they they, they, yeah. they said just ignore him you know and it's tough to ignore him but that's the best thing to do and all we're doing is just. We're, we're just being complete cocks about it. Yeah. <laughs> and what I, what I was going to go on to say is usually the pairings are odd because we don't really have beefs like, um, uh, like, like not, you know, Nas and Jay-Z, they were two heavyweights back in the day. Yeah. When's the last time anyone gave a shit about it? Machine Gun Kelly? Yeah. Like until he, you know, no, no, but, but now that he's in a beef with arguably the most successful and well-known rapper 
you know, of all time. Yeah. At least it's currently still rapping. Well, you know, obviously that's going to draw some clicks. And then it, it prompted Eminem to make what is many would consider one of his best tracks in, in years, years upon years. years. Despite the fact he's not, he's been releasing albums that time, but it took a Machine Gun Kelly disc for him to come back and make Oh, something. yeah. But but um, then you have someone like Pusha T and Drake, and it's just like... That, and that whole thing, that guy, like, nasty. Dude, yeah. pu- Pusha, like, he's, he's fired shots over at Drake for like years now, and finally one lands. And it's just like, it, it just seems like, it, it's just so immature. Like, you know, people always talk about, like, how art is supposed to be, like, oh, like, you know, that you're supposed to be, like, this perfect person or whatever. And, and I don't agree with that. But at the same time, to make a rap track that's all about I hate you and I want to kill you, like, I think that, like, and even if it's in jest, because it really isn't. Let, let's admit it. It's not. Like, yeah. it really isn't. Like, th- th- these people really think that. Yeah. And that really bugs me. Like, because it, it, it's, like, th- there's nothing, like... These are the same rappers that are trying to stop violence and tr- are rapping about violence and people, you know, you know, like when like the government ends up questioning them, you know, like someone like N.W.A. that you know, like they they're like this is part of our lives, like you know, this is all we know in a yeah. way. But their art, their their argument is that they're trying to make it better by yeah. talking about it. But this is not making anything better at all. It's yeah. it's just adding to the problem. Um, do you have any more, good sir? Uh, I don't know. I think I think I've, I'm trying to think of any more. Those are the ones I had written down. Um, yeah, I, the, the more I thought about, the more I, I guess I kind of got, it, you know, I kind of like the fact that we are very open with our opinions on this podcast yeah. because I, I didn't really like the things I brought up just now. I feel like are just things we just haven't talked about. Like yeah. I don't think we keep back any of our. Opinions, I, I, I don't which either. Is, which is nice. I, I, I um, always I always give you an earful about Kamasi. So the, the, the only. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing that I would I would add that we haven't talked about is um, kind of off of what you said is that the, the music media, especially the big publications, are just bad now. And I'm not even talking about the quality of their picks, but like their their idea of, of daily or weekly coverage is just yeah what people tweet, we, what people do. And, and, we, we've, and we've talked about this. And we've in talked about this a little. And it's not really a hot take, but the, but you know it just. Like someone like you know six nine like every small thing he does they give yeah. you know whatever and it, it's just it that, that's the one thing that I you know more so than the fact that um, you know Pitchfork put you know Cupcake over uh, Cupcake uh, yeah. Cupcake well it's 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 supposed to look like Bukaki yeah I know yeah, but it's yeah. it's pronounced Cupcake I don't care what it so. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna mispronounce it they put that above you know any number of the albums below yeah I I, I, I kind of wish that they would. Let some because to tie into what you what you were just talking about, um, these beefs survive because people talk about them. Yeah. Like if, if they just release songs and like they get very cursory coverage, I mean it would just kind of die on its own. Yeah, but they, the the media kind of helps. Well, yeah, because the the media needs it to survive. They like as well. yeah, because frankly, a lot it's of very parasitic. A lot of their news utility has has diminished because of social media now. You know, there yeah. are so many times I've seen it's you know, more and more common. I see a band share their new single. Versus in the past, you would have to go, you you know, follow Pitchfork or whatever. Now it's just, yeah. bands can do that themselves. They don't have to, re- I mean, obviously they still let Pitchfork know and let people know that they're releasing new music, but. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Like, not to retread old ground, because we, we, we did yeah. talk about this in our last Unpopular yeah. Opinion Yeah, you just you reminded me of it with this. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I it, it is annoying just to see, I, I think, you know, to add on to that just a little, is like that sort of how lazy 
it feels like it's gotten that yeah. it's because they're just like you know let's embed a tweet here's the thing he yeah said. here's the thing or just, just like even like the titles it's just like yeah. oh here's what's gonna happen here or you know this explained but it doesn't actually explain anything yeah. <laughs> or yeah. you know it's it's just like it, it's it's just turned into full-on clickbait really yeah, yeah, exactly. nowadays exactly. so um i have a couple that i wouldn't mind going over yeah absolutely. um have at it. so let's see i so uh I would say music and art in general is optional to listen to. That being said, like, you know, like in the example of like, you know, you have someone who's, you know, like who you don't like as a person, you know, or like if you're offended by this song because it's sexist or et cetera, like that's your opinion. And like you are totally entitled to your opinion, but you're also entitled not to listen to it. You don't have to listen to something that angers you and you don't have to complain about it to people. Like, that's what really gets me. Like, I always, you know, like, I I think a lot of the stuff that, that we listen to can be very incendiary, especially, like, in metal. Like, I think, you know, somebody who isn't well-versed with metal, you know, but has, like, this whole sociology background or whatever, mm-hmm. could really just pick pick a random track out and be like, this is everything socially that's wrong with this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you are, you, like, you're more than correct to you know to say this like I, i'm not going to stop you from saying it but at the same time you don't have to listen to this and you don't have to let it make you angry and you, like you know like I, I think part is just like it feels like there's so much um like it just feels like we live in like a mob culture now that like you know i pe- people people can't just simply let things stand by it because they don't agree with it like they, they have to destroy it like you know, you yeah, you, you can't just you, you can't just let James Gunn direct Guardians three. You know, you you got to go through his tweets and you got to be make a big stink over something he did years ago. Like, yeah. you, and it's like you don't have to be a part of that. Like, if you really want to make things better, don't like don't add to the hate. Like, I, and I, I feel like this is a little this is a little more political and social than an actual unpopular music opinion. But I just see this all the time. You know, when it comes to sort of, you know, some musicians, you know, strange views on things like that, you know, it like it's, it's like someone like Morrissey, like, you know, like Morrissey's an asshole. We all know it, but nobody's telling you to listen to his music. Mm. Like, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like you don't have to like I, I mean, I, I don't like six nine and I don't like his music, so I don't listen to his music and I really don't want I don't give him any more attention than. I yeah. think, you know, like, unless it's to make a point here, you know, it, it's one of those things like I, you know, so it's, I, I, it just really bugs me that people are letting these things become so personal to them um, because, you know, other people enjoy these things and other people, you know, aren't exactly being hatred. Like, they, you know, like just because like example, like, I don't know what, like a bird, just because Varg is, you know, a complete racist, you know, doesn't mean that somebody is going to listen to his music and be like, oh, yeah, you know, l- l- like, I- I'm a racist now. <laughs> like, no, like, th- th- that's not how it works. Like, you know, some people just, like, they, like, you can't deny that his music is good, you know, or at least, like, important to some degree, uh, at least early Burzum, um, you know, but, like, to have some shit on and be like, this is the worst thing ever and, like, you know, this should be burned, it's like, that, that that's, I that that just seems so counterintuitive to me. 
So. Yeah, I, mean, I think people can have constructive feedback about things, but yeah. But in, in general, everyone draws. You know, for example, I I own a copy of Philosophem. Yeah, I really like that album, but because of some of the things he's done recently, I probably wouldn't buy a new Vlog yeah. album. But oh, exactly. I, I don't really, I don't really. Talk, this is actually the first time I've exactly. Said it in See, it, it's, ever, it's, so. it's it's within your right to say it. It's just like you know, but at the same time, you're you're not gonna like, you know, just because you don't like an artist. You know, or if you're offended by some music, doesn't mean that you're not going to allow someone else to enjoy it. No, absolutely. That's like, my people, point. People can listen to Burzum as much as they want. You know, I yeah. I really enjoy philosophy. I'm not going to listen to, you know, pretty much anything. I mean, in some cases, it's easy because a lot of his newer stuff is not very good. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I mean, I think if you have a if you have a constructive comment about someone's music, then yeah, I, no, I, I mean, but like you know, like, I, like we keep going back to six nine because he's an easy target. But yeah, <laughs> his his music's bad. I think he's a bad person, but like that's kind of where my my journey with him starts and ends. I yeah. listened I listened to one. I don't even know what it's called. One video didn't like it. Always oh, a shitty person. Yeah, I, move on. I I think also I mean like I I don't even care if it's constructive or you know deconstructive. I guess you know or I guess destructive. You know, it's it's more like you are entitled to whatever bullshit yeah. opinion you want you have. It's just like that doesn't mean that you need to act on it and destroy someone else, something that someone else really enjoys. Well, I, I, I so. don't maybe not maybe substantive. So like just going out to say, you know, this guy sucks, like fuck him or whatever. Like if you have to say, hey, I don't like his music. I don't, you know, if it's a, it's a if you're just stating your opinion and not, you know trying to get him banned or trying to get his albums pulled. That, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. you know, if, if you're going to go so far as to be like, you know, this shouldn't be allowed. Like, no, no I, don't like, think, I don't think that's, that's the, no. that's the, that's the stuff that I, I don't think that, off, I don't so. think that's ever okay. But yeah, you know, I, I do appreciate when you know, there's people who um, have written um, a great example is uh, Jane Doe by, by Converge on, on Sputnik. There are some reviews where people genuinely who have a knowledge of metal, you know, talk about why they don't like it. I, I disagree with them, yeah. but I, whatever. Then there are people who clearly just either don't like the genre or they're being trolls who come in and it's like, okay, where they they said they, they focus on the fact, oh, he's screaming. I don't like that. You know, that's yeah. not. You know, I, I was so. thinking more of like, this is more of like a political bend yeah. that like, you know, somebody will take X album, you know, album X and say that album X is sexist or, you know, whatever. And, and they may be right. I, I'm not going to say they're wrong. And that's sort of the point. But if they're going to then go on and be like, this shouldn't be allowed. This should yeah, be censored. You know, that type of thing, like you know, that's I, that's the stuff that really like that that crosses the line for me. Yeah, I, so. I, I think if you don't, if you personally don't want to listen to something because of what the artist has done or what the message yeah. is, fine. But like, yeah, I don't think you should, unless it like I guess unless it's incites violence. But that's kind of a that's but, such see, a gray area. I, I, I definitely think yeah. I, I was thinking about that yesterday because it's like you know I can listen to KMFDM and I don't want to shoot up a school. Yeah, like you know, even though that that's what's on you know a bunch of uh column like. The Columbine kids, like the yeah, that was what it was on their playlist. Yeah, I, I you know, I can't even think of an example of an album like, that should be banned for that reason. I, I'm just saying, I think it's maybe. I, well, I mean, my point there is just like, you know, if if you're gonna listen to something and be like, oh, I need to, you know, incite violence and kill people, like that's on you. That's not on the artist. Yeah, like if, if that, like that's, what you take that, that's it, on yeah. you and your screwed up mind. Yeah. for thinking that. So. Yeah. Like, you can't blame someone else for saying that. Yeah, I was just so. thinking, if there was a reason to ban something, it might be something like a signing. But, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't even, th- I mean, I don't even know how you'd prove that. I don't know. If, yeah, exactly. You know, I, don't, I don't think that's, um, like, inherent to an artist. But Yeah. Um, let's see. I think, uh, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. 
Okay, here's one that I think is sort of experimental slash avant-garde music really isn't a genre. Yeah, it's kind of an approach to exactly. Music. I, I call um, it. Uh, I said a mode of thought, basically. It's also very, very overused. Um, yeah, ex- unfortunately, it really is. And we we talked about this too on our last unpopular opinions, and I, I brought it up in regard to metal because we were very. Um, it seems a lot of metal publications are are very want to you know call something avant garde or experimental metal when in reality it. it doesn't might be more progressive or it might just kind of be on the on the edges yeah, of, it could of be, an established it could, it could genre. Be on the edge yeah. you know like I, I think part of like part of the whole experimental metal thing that 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 doesn't really get to me is that like if it was re- truly experimental or avant-garde metal it wouldn't be metal mm. in a sense because it would just be avant-garde music you know yeah but then again you know i, I don't think avant-garde really is it's not really a genre it's yeah, because it, because you know, any number of things can be avant garde. Yeah, you know, it, like, and it, it, it's 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 all about what the established norm yeah. is as well. Because like you know, we could have someone do something really weird, like you know, like uh, like it, it, there's probably some like alternate reality out there where like Stockhausen is like you know basically pop music for people that yeah. like you know like listen to John Zorn is is like people's like you know idea of like you know uh, like Ariana Grande or something yeah. <laughs> you know and so but by that logic Ariana Grande is then the avant-garde yeah you know it's 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 more about you know um how you're going about you know and sort of your method of composition and sort of that type of idea as opposed to you know oh you know you're playing you know you're using d beats so you're you're, yeah. you're, you're definitely a power violence band yeah. you know it's, so that i it definitely is overused um but i think part of it is just like i don't really think there's enough language to describe some of it like you know it's really tough to describe experimental music yeah because what you know being experimental what avant-garde i mean that that's you know, that can mean any number of things. Yeah. You know, is that, you know, someone like Ak Young Lee using a turntable and a cello? Is it something like John Zorn, um, Young you know, Kusada. doing, doing like, any number of things he's yeah. done? Is it, uh, for example, there's a, there's a metal band called uh, Chornabog. I don't know if you saw this, but in their new mm. album, they want to have a, uh, a vomiting choir. <laughs> and I will leave that. And you could look into that. Oh my god, I want to look. I want to listen to this now. Is that avant garde? Is that experimental? I guess, but that's not really. I would call that more performance art, and I. That, that, I would call that more disgusting. But that's just. Yeah. That's just me. I. I. There's a whole alleyway we could take down there. And but I, yeah, all, yeah, all that's to mean is that you know you might be able to say all those things are experimental or avant garde for their specific genres or or just in general for music, but they're not they're not the same thing at all. Yeah, and we've talked about how. Technically, you might be able to say that at one point, maybe even still, some ambient music is technically avant-garde music. Oh yeah, so obviously I mean, that doesn't like, sound like the beginning. Yeah. The beginnings of ambient music were very experimental. Yeah, you know. So, but you know, is that you know that that's not in the same lane of, of like a like a Moon Moonchild album or, or yeah. like a, anything like that? Yeah, it's it's just like the, there isn't a lot of it's it's a tough thing to talk about because it's you know. It, it sort of reminds me a little bit of like the Tao or of like Zen in a way, because you're trying to describe something that's sort of beyond the power of language, you know, that like, you, you know, it's like, you could say, Oh yeah. Like this is like, you know, an example of like integral serialism, but it's like, like that only goes so far in describing like a Boulez piece or something like that, you know? Yeah. So it's just one of those things. So I, I have one more that I 
want to talk about, and it's positive. So okay, um, I think physical media is very much alive still. I think it will continue to be for a very long time. I agree. Yeah. Um, and I say this because I think people are always talking about like you know oh you know the book industry is dying, CD industry is dying, vinyl industry well maybe not vinyl but like I I think we always think about this stuff in terms of the mainstream when you know just because something's not in the mainstream doesn't mean it's dead. Yeah. You know like I don't I I, I can't even think of a good enough analogy for this. Because like I mean like like you know the, the classic one is everyone says punk is dead but like yeah. you can find... or even like jazz people are like jazz oh, yeah. is dead which is like guys like Kamasi Washington just released an album last year like or just I mean jazz jazz is one of those out genres I at one point literally thought was just nobody made it anymore that's I, not remote that's true. what I thought too but it's yeah. it, it's all about you know if you look hard enough you will find it's like any you know, genre in a desert in a desert if you dig deep enough you're gonna come to water yeah you know it's just one of those things and I think yeah. it's the same thing with physical media that like while it's not gonna be like you, you're not you know it's There's not like always you, gonna be interest there yeah like you, you you might not be able to find a CD at Best Buy anymore yeah. But, you know, there's still people who, like, trade tapes and things like that. Like, there's still this whole culture around. Like, Discogs is doing really well still. Yeah. You know? And to, to use, this is kind of a, this analogy might not work perfectly, but, uh, you know, why why doesn't everyone have a K-cup machine? Because, I mean, K-cups are more convenient. You know, they're they're easier you know, to use, whatever, because a lot of people still like. There's always going to be people who want to make their own coffee. So, I, I mean, but I think the difference between that in physical media, like I, I think like with K cup, like you know, like that that tastes like watered down shit sometimes. Well, well, well. All I mean is that like you know, listening to digital media is it's as easy as just throwing a K cup in, yeah, whatever. It, Whereas you know, you know, using physical media and whatnot can be more cumbersome, and you're just like making your own coffee. It's yeah, like anything. Like where... I mean, it, it would be like like reading your book, <laughs> bless you, excuse me, on online or like you know, like on like an iPad or just reading a physical book. You know, and for a lot of people, that that there's you can't you can't really replace that. You yeah, can't replace it's, it's, an it's, it's, it's all about preference. Yeah, exactly. It's not really about relevance as much as well as much as about preference. But preference, do you, so. do you think eventually the physical media is going to? No. You don't think it's ever gonna? Um. So I think the only event where it would die is that you know in the event that it's physically impossible to make anymore because you know Earth's resources are <laughs> no longer as abundant. Yeah. Uh, that's really the only way I can see that because I think, you know, people, I mean, like Maxwell still makes tapes. Yeah. You know, like people still buy tapes. People still buy reason. tapes. People still buy CDs. Yeah. And I think that's always going to be the way it's, it's going to be because it's just like people like their shit a certain way. Like, yeah. you know, uh, it'd be like, you, you know how like I've heard like Fender isn't doing well, uh, you know, but, but that doesn't mean like guitar like like that doesn't mean like fender guitars are gonna like you know somehow go out of business or like if they do that doesn't mean the stratocaster is just gonna disappear or like, that design or yeah like exactly yeah. like you're gonna have a bunch of luthiers who like know how to make this shit yeah you know it's th that knowledge is always there and it, there's always an interest in it it's such an iconic guitar style yeah so, exactly yeah, yeah. like you know it's it's just like it's all about finding that very very small group of people who are into that sort of thing i mean you know it, like it'd be like it's it's like saying like that like I don't know like the anti pornography movement is destroying like BDSM culture or something like that but it's like no like BDSM culture is doing fine guys yeah everyone's... like 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 
they, they're doing their own shit in, yeah. in, their, in their own dungeons, with, you know? <laughs> with, with their own shit in some cases. Yes, with their own shit in some cases. <laughs> uh, just talking about referencing back to Torture Garden, Yeah, right? well, anyway. Uh, so, what? but, like, just... I, it's a really random analogy, but I... Yeah, I, I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. And, and, I mean, that isn't to say that when it comes to mainstream relevancy that, you know, like, that isn't going to change. Because I think with vinyl, you know, I I, I I think I could see vinyl becoming less relevant, like, in the mainstream uh, very soon. But at the same time, like, you know, like, I, I feel like within, like, the next five to ten years, Newbury Comics won't even be, ha- like, selling CDs anymore. Um, there will be people who do. Yeah, but it, that, that's what I mean. Like, the, yeah. there'll be people do. Like, it just it'll move online, or like, you know, I was thinking of um, when we reviewed, um, I think it was yeah, Mersbau's uh, Mono Akuma. Um, if you read uh, Lawrence English's liner notes to that, he was talking about that like he discovered Mersbau in the '90s, well, or it could have been the early 2000s through tape trading. Mm-hmm. And just like like just under underground tape trading, and uh, you know like just think about that like you know either whether it was nineties or the two thousands you're talking about two both eras where this you know the CD is just like king yeah and people are still doing tapes yeah and like you know you have a culture of people who are so dedicated to noise music and avant garde music like that that they just don't mind mailing this stuff like yeah. snail mail this stuff all yeah. the way across the world just yeah. to, just so other people can listen to it so it's just like you know it's it's not it's it only die when people die really yeah so there's always gonna be interest for something yeah yeah absolutely. yeah yeah like, like my, my co-worker the other the other uh thing a few weekends ago he bought like an N sixty four, you know that 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 came out. I don't even know how many years ago, but oh yeah, people still want. You know, there's there's certain there's certain experiences you can only get from certain types of media. Like you can't yeah. you can't get the exact same experience with an MP three or the Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, as you can with vinyl. Well, I mean, and, and I, is that better or worse? That depends on your preference. See, I don't even know want. if it's it's sort of an experience as much as it's like, um, but like because I, I you know when I'm at school, like I have no choice but to listen to stuff via mb3 via yeah. spotify and i don't mind that but when i'm here i'm i'm choosing out my cds you yeah. know I'm, I'm picking through all those you know it's just i think it, it comes down more to a preference than an actual experience if that makes well, any it's sense what experience you prefer as well i was trying to say yeah, yeah like, like well i i think I, I my point was more like um some people might like consider like you know the whole quality of audio like audio files might you know you you could see that sort of argument sure as coming yeah. into this which i really don't i you know i think we've come to this consensus before that you know it, some music sounds de- but it depends on the pressing depends on your yeah yeah it depends for. on what you want what, too. yeah what, what are you looking for you know yeah. so like you know things can sound better on vinyl but at the same time like you know if you're gonna get like you know like a flack download of something like that's a really really good quality download like yeah. th- that's completely uncompressed yeah like so you know it's it's sort of a wash yeah um and it comes down to more just like where do you want this to come from exactly so well i think that's it yeah this has been a it's been a beefy boy yeah it is i uh, don't even know how long we've been doing this Oh, hour and twenty six minutes. There we go. Very good. This is our longest episode uh, yet. So I, I thought of one quick. Yeah. And I, it, it, I, I don't, I don't know if I'll spend much time on this, but yeah. I, I think my sense is that modern music public, not to shit on them too much, but modern <laughs> media, they are 
embracing pop artists to try to help stay relevant. I mean, I can see that because just this year, Cardi B landed relatively high on a lot of year end lists. Not all of them, but some of them. Ariana Grande landed like top five in several prominent names. So, and I think that, and again, I'm not, yeah, you know, my own personal opinion about their music aside, I mean, that's just not even a realm of music that they would even draw from back in the day. Now they've incorporated more and more popular acts into their coverage over the years. Because if you look back at like Pitchfork's top, you know, top albums of the even the 2000s or uh, that just that sphere of music quality aside was just not there just yeah. was not but now as years have gone on popular music has become and i use picture for example but there's a number of other publications where you know those type of artists have become and my sense is that it's to help stay relevant i mean maybe that's a cynical approach i don't know why they're doing it but it is kind of a market increase so i i mean you you're familiar with the term poptimism Right. Yeah. So I, I, I think that sort of has some play in it just because, you know, like I, I, I think that popular music should be considered as, you know, relevant and, you know, as quality as any other music. You know, it's all depending on what you what it personally is. Yeah. want. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's very much subjective. Um, you know, I I can sort of see where you're coming from, but I, I don't know if I totally agree with you uh just just like there's something about it like i i think pitchfork already sort of has like enough people by the balls so to speak that they don't need to uh you know they don't need to pander in a way um but at the same time you are much more versed well versed than i am when it comes to this media that, uh, that's just like so. a reaction i could be wrong but it it is there has been a market jump in those kind of artists there's definitely more coverage which is more so. coverage and on term you know in terms of landing on your end list the, like those artists you know their their list has become you know and there are other other publications as well what they cover has become much more um you know friendlier to a wider audience there's nothing wrong well, like, with that but it just interests yeah. me I, I was just gonna say like, like you know like what if you know like, like what if somebody like you know, like, what if the majority of Pitchfork staff, like, legitimately enjoyed Cupcake's albums? That's their prerogative. Yeah. But so. and if they did, that that's fine. It just... I guess the, the trend is what I find interesting. Just because it, it, it does seem like an, an, an interesting... It's a little bit of a shift. It's not an enormous shift. They have covered popular yeah. artists in the past. But in terms of that specific style of pop music, that's not only popular with... I guess the indie crowd, but also, I mean, Ariana Grande is on the radio. You know, yeah. you turn the channel, you'll hear it in every five, ten minutes. So. You know, I, you know, I think it's sort of, I, I think that, um, <coughs> what's her face? Um, you know, call me maybe, uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. I, I really that, think that's another great example. I, I, I think she was the one who sort of spearheaded And that's, this. that's very, yeah. Because, because you know, like, she did call me maybe, which everybody was like, fuck that song. Basically, if that was a one hit wonder, then yeah. suddenly Emotion was one of everyone's favorite albums yeah, of the year. But it was, what a pitchfork's favorite album. It was, yeah. That's the interesting thing is like, and like same thing with Ariana Grande. Like Ariana Grande was a Disney Channel, you know, yeah, type of star. Exactly. And now suddenly, and, you know, she got some traction with her and, her first few albums, and now her latest one, Sweetener. Yeah, it's considered like some publications, not Pitchfork, have had it. I saw it at three or two yeah. of oh, the yeah. year. People really like it, and yeah. I like some of the songs in there. I don't have a problem with it, but it's just who'd have thought that a you know a teen star 
making top 40 music would be because you know listed amongst what you consider indie safe picks you know i i feel like we could make a really good analogy with this uh scott walker because you know there was a time that scott walker was basically set to be the next beatles yeah you know and you know if you listen to early scott walker it's 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 bland you know it's it's just like the same old crap that was coming out at the time listen scott walker now yeah completely different but you can look at it the same way like you're just like oh he's just like this pop star well at the same time you know he's also punching meat and like yeah. you know making some weird albums after this maybe, so I, maybe ariana grande is only a few albums away from doing like you know scott you know, walker collaboration diamante galas you know, yeah oh my god that'd be yeah. great I, I would love that <laughs> oh, that would be so funny yeah she, uh, so like no I, I i i i get what you mean like just i i, I think you know, I mean, because that actually, I was actually thinking about this the other day because I was, um, well, we're going on a little long. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I, so this is going to be a really weird beginning. I went to a roller rink with my sister yeah. on New Year's Eve. Don't ask me why. Yeah. Uh, it's a long story. But while we were there, they were doing a countdown from like the top 100 of songs of the year. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it is, but, you know, I don't really like much well, pop music yeah. so i was the, like the idea is kind of cool yeah but i you know like so i personally didn't enjoy it but like i was thinking about these exact things about aria granite because i'm like like she used to be on nickelodeon like i i i remember seeing her on iCarly back when yeah. i was a kid yeah you know so it's just like to see her come that far but at the same time this type of show stuff shouldn't matter to us like i feel like this stuff shouldn't come into account because you could look at any number of artists of actors even who have done this exact same thing like you could take johnny depp you know who what about marky mark and the funky bunch i was marky i was yeah. actually thinking about marky mark too mark, mark Wahlberg. yeah is now you know a, a, or like a, dwayne johnson re, yeah dwayne the, the, the though i really don't care much but that, that's that's sort of a different dwayne, thing or like i'll take any role johnson yeah <laughs> or like you know um you, you could even go to, like, J.K. Rowling, really, even, like, Harry Potter, like, that whole series, like, I think it's still very popular, but at the same time, it's being regarded very well literary, like, on a literary level as yeah. well, you know, even though it has, you know, it's it's a YA book, you yeah. know, so it, it, it's, it's not about people's past, it's not about what's happened in the past, it's about what's about happening in the present. Yeah, and, and you know, my so. comment is the present is... The present trend of these kind of the blo- indie blogosphere, it's just it's it's different. It's a, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a no, odd I, trajectory, and I'm I'm curious if it continues. You know, let's say I, I get you next year, um, but it hasn't continued with everyone. You know, people. You know, Nicki Minaj had some you know claim when when she first came out. You know, kind of mildly claim from the blogosphere, and she came out with an album this year, and no one really cared about it. That I think that has more to do with like Cardi B and like it has I, a I, lot to do with Cardi. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I I think there, there, there's a lot there's a lot of factors even beyond sort of like this you know increased optimism yeah. that we're having. Um I wanted to add on something I just completely forgot what I was going to add on. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that like I would actually really love to see like Anthony Fantano do like review less rap like and pop. Because I think there are so many great underground albums that come out that I think he would love. Yeah. But I don't think he just he doesn't have the time to review them. But I think again, this is this is all about supply and demand. That's what's popular. So yeah, exactly. Rap, like, rap is 
I think hip hop is easily the most popular genre. Oh right now, yeah, no, the, 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 yeah. there's I mean, there's no even denying top 40 it. Forty pop, but like in terms I, of genres in that in, in the be, mainstream yeah, that people it, talk about, yeah, yeah, yeah. When it comes to the underground, like it all just sort of falls apart. So yeah, it's, it's you know, um so anyway. I think we're going to call it. Yeah, that was right. that was a nice beefy episode. Yeah, guys, uh, thanks for listening. If you haven't already, follow us. Uh, if you want to send us a tweet, we're uh, at Seishira Podcast. And you can go to our, web- our, our website, <laughs> SeisuraPodcast.com. You have to put that kind of jarbled stuff before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>